How's it going, everyone, and welcome to the Raiders Daily Podcast. My name is Stephen Michaels. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about what has happened since last week when we had our show. Okay, well, it is only Monday, so you never know what's going to happen throughout the week, but we will cover that next week on the show, you see? So let's go through what happened last week and today. Well, first of all, today Josh McDaniel spoke as the coaches were all at their meetings in Florida and Palm Beach at the league meetings, and uh, he got a lot of questions. One was about Derek Carr. And about his contract, his extension. Right now, the Raiders and Derek Carr are still talking about a contract. Now, the thing is, let's be real here. The Raiders aren't going to give Derek Carr a 10-year contract. And even if they did a 10-year contract, it wouldn't really mean anything. It would still be probably two years. And from what I heard from people... That's exactly what the Raiders were kind of looking at last season when they were wanting to extend Derek Carr. It was going to be a two-year contract, a two-year extension. Remember, he's still under contract through this season. So basically, that would be three years. Derek Carr, this is going to be, what, his ninth season? Uh, Right? So it's not like this guy's a young guy. So three years is kind of, you know... That's pretty good. And plus, this is a new coaching staff. People forget about that. I think Josh McDaniels would kind of want to see if Derek Carr is going to fit into this system. There's no question he wants Derek Carr for this season because, I mean, look around the NFL. Teams are, you know, they don't think highly of this draft class. Clearly. They're paying every quarterback under the sun lots of money. All these QB needy teams, they are paying whatever quarterback. Mitch Trubisky is getting paid. You know, uh, Carson Wentz is getting paid. All, All these quarterbacks. So the thing is, will these negotiations, will they end? Eventually, yes. Derek Carr will eventually sign a deal. Will it be the money that he wanted? Who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows. If they tell you they know, they are lying to you. Last week, I told all you guys to be careful on Twitter, on social media. There's a lot of fake accounts, a lot of fake reports. The Stefan Gilmore one, oh boy, that's been going on, it seems like, forever. Every week, I gotta tell you guys it's fake. It's still fake. First of all, the Raiders, Stefan Gilmore and the Raiders, they have spoken. They spoke in the beginning of free agency. The money he wanted, the Raiders wanted no part of. And guess what? Stefan Gilmore is still a free agent. The Honey Badger, right? Same deal. I'm sure the Raiders would be interested in him, but not at the money he's looking for. And guess what? He's still a free agent. So what does that tell you? Those guys are asking for too much money. And there's so much fake stuff on Twitter, it's insane. I mean, if you go by Twitter, Stefan Gilmore already signed with the Raiders 10 days ago. It's already done. 
I mean, some of these fake accounts, it's all BS. That's why there's no reason to go, you know, look at these fake accounts. I'll tell you what's true and what's not true, okay? I don't need to give Chucky heads to tell you if a rumor is true. I don't need to do that. Why? Because I'm better than them and they know it. This is what I do for my... This is what I do. I have no reason to come on this radio show and lie to you about what's true and what's not true. It's stupid at this point. It's dumb. So, this is just reality talk. Alright? I mean, some people may not like it, but that's just the way it is. The Raiders are not in talks right now with Stephon Gilmore. They're just not in talks with him. It's just not going on. It's not. There's nothing going on. Now, let's say in a couple of weeks, Stephon Gilmore comes to the Raiders. He gets slapped in the face with some reality. And he'll take a one-year deal that's, you know, reasonable. Then maybe talks will resume. But remember, the Raiders have a real general manager now. They, have a, they don't have some guy from television that used to do mock drafts. They have a real general manager who won a lot of Super Bowls. The Raiders have brought in free agents that a lot of people are saying, well, you know, who are these guys? They're not very good. You don't know that. The Patriots have won Super Bowls with players that I guarantee you that you probably never even heard of. It's, it's about the scheme. It's about the strategy. It's about getting the right players in the right spots and that team to gel. And it's also about the coaching. And that's why I, I'm still on the fence with Josh McDaniels. That guy has to prove it to me that he is capable of being a great head coach. Because I will not just give that to him. Just like the Raiders are not just going to give Derek Carr any kind of contract he wants, I'm not going to give Josh McDaniels a Super Bowl ring with the Raiders right away until I see this guy perform. Because he has not earned it. Yes, he earned it as an offensive coordinator, but as a head coach, he has yet to prove it. Now, I hope he does because I'm sick and tired of the Raiders not winning. I've been covering this team for like 10 years. They have yet to do anything. They have yet to win a playoff game. That has to change. Now, I'm not saying the Raiders need to win a Super Bowl this year, even though they probably should, to be honest with you. Probably not going to happen. But they better improve. They better at least go to the playoffs and win a playoff game this season. And then the following year, yeah, yeah, I'm expecting a Super Bowl. But if this team wins less than 10 games this season, then Josh McDaniels is a failure because they have the talent on the field to win more than 10 games. This team right now, right now, just the players they have in place right now, are they're better than last year's team. And last year's team, let's be honest here, okay? They won 10 games and they came very close to beating the Cincinnati Bengals who went on to go to the Super Bowl. They were one play away 
from tying that game. In fact, I could argue if they had a real head coach at that time who knew clock management, the Raiders might have beaten the Bengals. The Raiders were that close. People forget about that. So now you're bringing back Derek Carr. Extension or no, no extension. He's going to be a quarterback and he's going to eventually sign an extension. Okay? Now, I know they're having this... Uh, McDaniels commented today on it, the extension and all that stuff, and then Derek Carr's agent puts out a tweet, which was kind of weird because uh, McDaniels said something about, you know, we got to find a sweet spot or something like that. Within 30 minutes, by the way, that McDaniel says this to the media, this is what Tim Younger, Derek Carr's agent, said on Twitter. Clubs always do and then he puts it in quotes, what's best for the team in every situation. Players, even QBs, in parentheses, don't expect teams to do what's best for the players, in quotes. Successful negotiations always end in a, here's another quote, sweet spot. That said, our practice is not to comment publicly regarding ongoing negotiations. Derek Carr and the Raiders are in negotiations, right? The Raiders, at the end of the day, they're going to offer this guy a two- to three-year deal. It's all about the money, right? That, that's what this is all about, the money. And I'm pretty sure the Raiders are going to offer him pretty good money. Are they going to offer him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL like his agent probably wants? Probably not, but he's going to get offered, you know, when this is all said and done, obviously they're talking, uh, they're, they're talking contract here. When it's all said and done, he's going to get good money. And he's the one that said he wants to what? Retire a Raider and all this stuff. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. He can say that all, all he wants. Derek Carr always wins in the offseason with his words. But it's about, I don't care about the offseason with his words. It's about on the field and being consistent. That's the only thing I care about. If Derek Carr could be consistent, Derek Carr would be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Now, I think Derek Carr will probably end up earning probably close, close to, I think, around $35 million per season. Right? I think that's what he probably will get. Right now, Derek Carr has a base salary. He's making $20 million this season. So, I mean, you're making $20 million straight up. That's what Carr's getting. That's pretty good. You add on $40 million for the next two years, that's $60 million. And not just, you know, I'm talking guaranteed money here. He'll even get more than that with incentives and all of that jazz. So, I mean, they'll find that sweet spot that McDaniels is talking about. But I did not like that quote from uh, Derek Carter's agent. I don't think he needed to tweet out anything. There, I mean, Josh McDaniels said nothing wrong at all other than there are in talks, which everyone knows. Obviously, he wants it to get done. 
But also, if you're Josh McDaniels, before we start talking about the new free agents the Raiders brought in, if you're Josh McDaniels, don't you want to see if Derek Carr does fit into your scheme? Don't you want to see if Derek Carr is the right guy? I mean, I would, personally. But, on the other hand, Josh McDaniels, you got to remember, he's won games with guys like Matt Castle, Jimmy G, I mean, even Jacoby Brissett, this guy's won games with. Tom Brady, obviously. So, he's looking at Derek Carr, maybe like, you know, I can win with you or without you. I don't need to pay you the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I like you. I think you're a great player. But, you know, I could go draft someone and maybe they'll be just as good as you in my scheme. You never know. We don't know. I don't know that. We don't know what is being said behind the scenes. Nobody does. And if they tell you that, once again, they are lying. And I give them 20 Chucky heads because they're lying to you. That's the reality of it. But from what I know, this will end eventually. Derek Carr will get his extension. Life will go on. I think the I think it will be a two-year deal. Oh, in reality, it will be a two-year deal. And if something, let's say Derek Carr struggles or something like that, it will be a contract the Raiders will be able to trade. I don't think it. Ma- I don't think it really matters at this point. Teams will trade for any veteran quarterback at this point. They'll take on any contract. The Cleveland Browns took Deshaun Watson. They took his contract and everything. They don't even know if... I mean, Deshaun Watson, guys, the NFL, they could suspend him tomorrow for the entire season after they do their own investigation. That is not settled yet with the NFL. Legally, yeah, but not with the NFL. So anything could happen, and these teams are willing to pay veteran quarterbacks, whatever. So it doesn't really matter what kind of contract to give Derek Carr, but they got to, I mean, Josh McDaniels is right about this. They do got to do what's best for the team. They can't just give all the money to Derek Carr. They can't. You have to build around them. And they have been doing that in free agency, not with the biggest names in the world, but with solid players that if you put all together, like I said this last week on a show, what, and, I, and it still remains true today, by the way, with the free agents that are available right now, right now, right? I bet you that you could make an all-star team with, you could bring a team to the Super Bowl with the free agents that are available right now. You might need to draft a quarterback. Not many quarterbacks out there right now. That's the only position of need. But other than that, look around. Unless you can get Ryan Fitzpatrick to come, you know, to play one year. I bet you can win a Super Bowl with him. I'm telling you, with the right players and the right scheme and the free agent market, there's still a ton of good players. I don't expect the Raiders to go sign any more big names. I don't. After the draft, there's a chance, though, they could, especially if those names are still available. I mentioned Stefan Gilmore. What if he's still available after the draft? Remember, the Raiders are going to get $20 million after June 1st. So, usually, that money gets paid to the first-round pick and your second-round pick. 
As you know, this season, because the Raiders went out and got the best wide receiver in the National Football League, they don't have a first-round pick and a second-round pick, so they don't have to pay those guys, which means they're going to have money to spend. Now, they can use that towards Derek Carr's extension, which looks like probably is the plan, right? But I also think they probably have that money already locked up, too. Or they can use that to go sign a Stephon Gilmore because eventually those guys that are 32 years old, they're going to get slapped in the face with reality that, no, you're not getting, you're not going to get paid $20 million a year. You know, an aging quarterback or, or safety, someone like that. Every year we see this. There's going to be other players available after the draft because teams have to pay their draft picks, their first round and second round draft picks, their third round picks. And good players get cut. Every year this happens. Then there's like another mini free agency. Right now there's still so many good free agents out there. I mean, free agency is still going on. This has been the longest and probably best free agency ever. And it's going to get even more names after the draft. So if I'm the Raiders, I don't make any moves right now. I wait till after the draft. But Raiders... They, they are filling needs. They are filling needs in free agency. And like I said, it, you know, they don't have to go sign the biggest names and pay them $100 million a season. When you can get solid players and put them together, and that's how you win championships. Like I said, look at the Patriots. Not all of those guys are the biggest names in the world, but what do they do? They're constantly in the playoffs, right? Even last season with a rookie quarterback. I mean, there is games where Mac Jones, didn't, he threw the ball like one time, right? They still went to the playoffs. They still got there with Mac Jones. This, the Patriots, and I can't stand the Patriots, by the way. They are in the playoffs every single year. Because they bring in hard-working players who adapt to the scheme that they can see on tape. They are pretty good under-the-radar players. They also bring in some guys that maybe have some injury histories. But, you know, they feel like, hey, they're probably good to go for a full season now. They roll the dice on them. Let's just hope that they don't get injured. That pans out for the Patriots a lot. That's what the Raiders have been doing this free agency. And they will, uh, for now, I think they'll be done. Like I said, I don't think they'll be... uh, I don't, you might see some guys, but no like big high profile names. The Raiders, they need a linebacker, for example. So what do they do? They go out and get Jalen Brown. You know, this is a guy who has injury histories. He played for the Titans, had, you know, if he can stay healthy, he's a very good linebacker. They go out and find, uh, sign the safety, Duran Har- Har- Harmon, sorry, Duran Harmon. He's a pretty good safety. And then they go and make a move. This is a classic Patriot move, by the way. They go sign Vernon Butler from Buffalo, right? Fans, <laughs> Buffalo Bills fans were so happy to see this guy go. This guy's been a bust ever since he's been in Buffalo. Hasn't done nothing. Sometimes those guys just need a fresh start. Sometimes they need a fresh uh, scenario, you know, a new team. I and mean, look at Marshawn Lynch. He couldn't stand being in Buffalo, right? He could not wait to get the hell out of there. And once he did, all of a sudden, the guy looked amazing in Seattle. 
maybe Vernon Butler, defensive tackle, maybe that's all he needed, a new, just a brand new start, a new scenery. The Raiders also, they signed Kyle Pecco. He's a big-ass dude, defensive tackle. So, I mean, they're signing these guys. They are building that defensive line up. And as far as the offensive line goes, I wouldn't be that worried about it, to be honest with you. I think eventually they will sign more guys, uh, eventually, to the offensive line. But they'll have them compete. They, you know, they signed that Eleanor guy back. He's back. Brandon Parker is back. All these guys will be competing for the right tackle position. And I'm sure they'll have other guys. You know, you got the draft. I'm sure they'll draft someone. Who knows what they'll do with Alex Leatherwood. I don't think he'll be playing right tackle. But he might, you know, he played guard. Maybe he'll play tackle now. Who knows? We don't know what the Raiders are going to do with their offensive line. But I'm sure, I'm pretty confident that the coaches there have a plan. They know they have to protect Derek Carr, obviously. That's why they brought in, by, by the way, Jacob Johnson, the fullback from the Patriots, because this guy is a blocker. Alec Ingold, you know, I, think, I, think, I love Alec Ingold, but I don't think he's as good as a blocker as Jacob Johnson. And I think that's going to be a big key for success for Derek Carr. To get the ball out of his hands. To throw to, to Devontae Adams. But like uh, Josh McDaniel said at his uh, little media scrum today. You can't have Derek Carr just throw the ball to Dev- Devontae Adams every single play. And I'm sure that's a conversation they have had. You don't want to do that. You never want to force feed one guy. Especially when the Raiders have all of this talent. They have Darren Waller. They have Hunter Renfro. They have, you know, all... They have Brian Edwards. This could be Brian Edwards' year. This guy was clutch a few games last year. This could be this dude's breakout year. And then you go out and you sign Demarcus Robinson. The Raiders, they're pretty loaded at wide receiver. And I wouldn't be shocked at all if in the draft they select a wide receiver because this wide receiver class is so deep in the draft that in the fifth round, there's still going to be a really good wide receiver available. But we'll see. We don't know what's going to happen in a draft. We have no idea. For all we know, I mean, it would be hard because the Raiders, with the way the Raiders pick, to package those picks and move into the second round. I don't know if they do that. They might just hang back and take what's given to them. You know, you got a third round pick. You know, and you save that money. Like I said, you don't have to pay a first and second rounder pick. You, you don't have to pay those guys. But I mean, the list of talent this team has brought in. The list of guys this team has brought in. They only upgraded. Defense and tack, I mean, a defensive line, I mean, they got so many dudes that fit this 3-4 type system that Patrick Graham likes to run. This system is going to be a lot more aggressive than what Gus Bradley had. Gus Bradley, in my opinion, he plays what I called a soft defense. Like, they're just letting... It's pretty much letting the offense take what they want in the middle of the field. That's what it is. I mean, that's why if you watch last year's uh, tape or games... You don't have to watch the tape. You don't have to be a weirdo like me. If you just watch the games... 
you notice that in the middle of the field, guys were wide open most of the time. That's not going to happen now in this style of defense. First of all, this style of defense is more aggressive. This style of defense is all about getting the ball, creating turnovers, something the Raiders' defense failed to do last season. Their defense is going to be a lot better. Yes, I would have loved to see uh, guys like Quentin Jefferson sign back with the Raiders because I think he's pretty good. But he wanted to go somewhere else. And a lot of these guys from last year, or Gus Bradley guys, they like that scheme. They like that system. That's fine. That's fine. It, the Raiders are going to be completely fine. They will be. And that's a promise. That is a promise. That they will be fine as far as the defense goes. Um, like I said, you know, Rock Yasin, this guy is a really good cornerback, and I think Raider fans are underestimating how good he really is. Rocky Hassan, go watch, I mean, please, go on YouTube and just type his name in. I mean, this last season, he played outstanding. And he's a, he fits this system perfectly. He's going to be really good. Now, Trayvon Mullen, that guy's got to step it up, right? He's got to step it up. But the Raiders also got guys like Anthony Everett. They got Darius Phillips. They got a lot of guys back there. They got a lot of DBs. And I expect, you know, in a draft, they might even add more. They might. Then on offense, I honestly think they're, they will be fine. They have a lot of running backs, by the way. They have Amir Abdullah. Uh, Abdullah, sorry, I'm saying something wrong. Uh, they got Brandon Bolden, who looks like he'll be the third back. You already have Kenyon Drake, and you already have Josh Jacobs. I mean, I don't know how many running backs this team's going to actually carry. The same thing with a tight end. You know, you go out there, you're, you already have Foster Monroe and Darren Waller. But then you go out and sign Jacob Hollister, and you still have uh, uh, Nick Bowers. So now you got four tight ends on your team. Uh, I think there might be another one too I might be missing but still four tight ends on your team you have pretty much four running backs I mean they 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 got to figure out something there they're not gonna be able to carry all those guys don't really have a good backup quarterback right now your backup quarterback is Garrett Gilbert which by the way I think I should announce right now that I will be giving out once this season starts and I start doing uh, public video shows for you guys, um, which I will be doing, which will be all crowdfunding, I'm going to try to do it. And if it doesn't work, I'll just go back to doing it on my group uh, alone because I still will be doing that for the group. But either way, I, you know, I know, uh, I guess YouTubers give out Chucky Heads. I will be giving out Gilbert heads. That's right, Gilbert heads. So if something is, um, I guess, really good, I'm going to give four Gilbert heads. If something is really bad, I'll give it one Gilbert head. That is my gift to everyone who watches on YouTube. 
By the way, my uh, when I do the video shows, they'll be available everywhere. They won't just be available on YouTube. I don't really care about YouTube. I want to make this very, very clear. YouTube does not pay me. I don't make a dollar from YouTube. So I upload this show to YouTube manually for because pe people like to listen to this thing on YouTube for some reason. Not a huge amount, a very, very small fraction of people do. I think only like like 500 to 1,000 people listen to it on YouTube. But whatever, you know, that's still people who like to listen to it on there. So I upload it there for you guys, for Raider Nation, because I love you all. That's why. And you know what? The more content out there for you guys, I always say the better, right? Like... I know I make fun of the Chucky Heads people and stuff like that, but if you guys like that stuff, you should watch it, right? Watch it all. Who cares? I, I mean, to be quite honest with you guys, I don't really consider any of these people competition. Now, five years ago, three years ago, if you ask me, I would just be ripping them to shreds right now. But, you know, I've been doing this for so long, it's not... Sorry, I mean, they're just not on my radar. There, and there are so many of them. I, you know, I, I type in Raiders on YouTube. I see like a hundred YouTube shows. I mean, most of them are all like fan casts. They're not what I do, but that's okay. But anyways, let's get back to business here. The Raiders, like I said, they signed J.M. Brown. Uh, this guy could, could be really good. And this is also going to be a big year for uh, Diablo. Looks like he's probably going to start at linebacker for the Raiders. Hopefully he is up for it. Remember they also have Makai Kaiser they signed as a linebacker. They have Kyle Freckerel. We'll see how he does. He looks like a more of a special teams player, but never know. Never know. But... They're going to have competition at linebacker. And remember, they still got Denzel Perryman. They still got him right there in the middle. And I don't think he's going anywhere. It looks like he'll be the middle linebacker. And uh, I know people talk about his coverage skills and things like that. But, you know, if you have other linebackers and good DBs out there in this scheme, you're not going to be asking him to do much of that anyways. So that's the good news. So let's hope that these coaches know what they're doing. The scheme works. And these players that they're bringing in, like I said, not the biggest names in the world, but maybe it's the right players for the right system because that's all you really need. And also, we got to talk about this. Tyreek Hill no longer plays with the Kansas City Chiefs. No longer plays with them. If I had sound effects right now, I would have uh, crowd noise, clapping. But no longer with the Chiefs. So now Patrick Mahomes can't just run around the field and just find Tyreek Hill open because he's not there no more. Now, yeah, they replaced them with, you know, they overpaid the dude from Green Bay that was like the fourth wide receiver on a depth chart. But he's not Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is a scumbag. He's a dirtbag. This is a guy who punched his pregnant girlfriend in, his stump, in her stomach but no one likes to bring that up because he's fast because he's the cheetah but whatever he's gone he's the Raiders don't have to deal with him twice a year that's a good thing 
Because maybe, maybe this will force Andy Reid to have to coach. Because we know when Andy Reid is forced to coach, the Chiefs suck. We've seen it in the Super Bowl. We've seen it in the playoffs. When Andy Reid has to actually coach Patrick Mahomes and not let, and Patrick Mahomes just doesn't improvise the whole game, the Chiefs are terrible. But they still got Travis Kelsey. They they're still they still got Patrick Mahomes. He'll still find guys that get open. Until a team, maybe like the Raiders, who have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on the edges, going, getting after them and sending, you know, guys like Nate Hobbs on a blitz. Don't forget about Nate Hobbs, guys. Sending him on a blitz. Maybe they can trap Patrick Mahomes and not let him run around and improvise and let, you know, guys get wide open. If you can bring that guy down, you stand a chance. And the Raiders, like I said, they added a lot of pieces. And I think they're being underappreciated by the media. Everyone is talking about the Raiders being in last place. If Josh McDaniels is the right guy, like I said, he has to earn that to me. But if he is the right guy, the players in place, I think the Raiders will be really, really good. And uh, I don't trust Russell Wilson. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, I will see you guys next week with more Raiders news and uh, talk, and we'll talk again. I will see you again after a while.